And I too will say, Brian, it's good to have you back, to hear you pray for us. Uh, And what a a wonderful opportunity for us to celebrate uh, the ordination and installation of uh, four dear brothers in this church. And as you know, it's also a communion Sunday uh, for us. Uh, That first Sunday of the month when uh, we come together is, is God's people and we prepare to come to his table. And on these uh, particular Sundays, uh, for us here at Grace Covenant, uh, we typically have a, have a shorter message and one that is, is really helping to uh, focus our attention on the table. Uh, in, in some ways, if you think about it, really trying to help set the table uh, for us. And it's always important to remember that the, the communion meal is one of the very significant ways that we, as God's people, Uh, receive and embrace God's grace to us in Jesus. Uh, We aren't mere observers uh, when we come uh, because we are embodied beings. And as embodied beings, we we actually do something. Uh, We eat something. Uh, we, We participate in God's redemptive story. John Calvin says, Our souls are fed by the body and blood of Christ in the same way that bread and wine keep and sustain physical life. The French Confession of Faith of 1559 says, The body and blood of Jesus Christ give food and drink to the soul. No less than bread and wine nourish the body. Then British uh, pastor Tim Chester, uh, reflecting on those two statements, says this, We often talk about being fed by God's word, or we pray to be fed by his word as it's preached, as we should. In the same way, we can be fed by communion. As physical food, bread and wine satisfy our bodies with carbohydrates, sugars, and nutrients. As spiritual food, they satisfy our souls with Christ. And so you see, something really does happen here. It really does happen when we come to the table, when we take and eat and feed on Jesus. And so today, as we prepare to come to the table, as we prepare to share in the Lord's Supper together, I want us to to go back to one of the original accounts of, of the first Lord's Supper, the Last Supper that Jesus shared with his disciples on the night he was betrayed. So I want us to hear that account is recorded by the gospel writer Matthew, uh, which means that our passage this morning uh, comes from Matthew chapter 26. And we'll be looking specifically at verse 26. Uh, But before we hear that part of God's word, let's go to him in prayer. Well, Lord God, we do thank you for your faithfulness to us, uh, for the gift of salvation through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the great truths of your love and grace and mercy poured out that we have already sung about, praised you for, prayed about this morning. And as we now prepare ourselves to come to your table at your invitation, to take and eat the bread, to take 
and drink the cup. We do ask that you would please first nourish us by the power of your spirit through your word. Amen. And so Matthew chapter 26, uh, this is verses 26 through 28. Hear the word of God. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins." And this is God's Word. Well, one of the things that I love about the Gospels are the opportunities that we have to see Jesus teach us and to see how Jesus often goes about His teaching. And and, and one of the things that we often do see is how Jesus uses physical items to teach about spiritual truths. In other words, he, He gives us something tangible uh, to hold on to, sometimes something quite literal that we can, that we can feel, touch, taste, uh, physical and invisible items to help us better understand those truths that are spiritual and eternal. Uh, for example, we've got the physical items of bread and wine, uh, which teach us about God's great provision uh, through the body and blood of Jesus. Uh, His death on the cross, providing forgiveness of sin and reconciliation with God. And of course, that's that's what we have right here at the Lord's table, where Jesus says, take and eat, take and drink, touch, taste, feel, smell, take this in to yourself. Now, something else that's very similar that Jesus does in, in his teaching is, that, that I love is the way that he teaches us about faith, and, and in particular, what faith looks like. How Jesus uses tangible images for believing, uh, illustrating what it is to believe in him through the use of tangible images. In other words, Jesus uses word pictures. Okay, word pictures uh, to help us see what it looks like to trust, what it, what it looks like to believe. For example, uh, Jesus, uh, he talks about walking in the light, talks about drinking of the living water, abiding, inhabiting, living in his word. And then, of course, uh, right here at the Lord's Supper, we have a physical, tangible image of what it is to believe in Jesus. Eating. That's right, eating something that we do every single day. Again, verse 26 of Matthew 26. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And think about what Jesus says elsewhere. John 6, he says, Whoever believes in me has eternal life, and I am the bread of life. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. 
Whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. If anyone eats of this bread, he will have eternal life. What, what Jesus is getting at is that eating is believing. Eating is believing. You see, Jesus is saying that spiritually we must feed on him. Just as physically you have to eat to live, so too spiritually you have to eat to live. And the truth is, we are all feeding on something all the time. All of us. But what are you feeding on? What are you eating? What is filling your soul day in and day out? So how many of you are familiar with the the best-selling book series? First was just a book, then it became a series. Uh, It's entitled, Eat This, Not That. Any of you familiar with that? Eat this, not that? Okay. So several of you are. I think the first book came out maybe 12, 15 years ago, and then it became a series, and it became an app you can get on your phone, a podcast, things like that. But eat this, not that. And it's a book series about changing our eating habits. It's not so much a diet book, but it is, it is rather about choosing healthier options over unhealthy ones. And so when we think about that spiritually, what are we choosing to eat? Are we choosing the most healthy option? Are we continually feeding on Jesus? Now, before we move on, I want to be clear. Okay, the very first time that you feed on Jesus through faith, when you initially put your trust in him and his finished work on the cross, it is at that point that you receive eternal life, that you are eternally secure in Christ now and forever. We should also be clear that eternal life is not just a future grace, something ahead of us, but it is also a present grace, a present reality here and now. Because you see, when Jesus says, whoever believes has eternal life, he's using the present tense of the verb believe. And if, if you remember, we've talked about this in the past, but, but in Greek, the present tense connotes a continuous action. Okay, not a one-time event, but a continuous one. Like with eating, you don't just eat once and then get on with life, but rather eating is something we have to continually do to live, to be healthy. So Jesus is saying, continue to eat. Continue to feed on me through faith. Are we? Are you continually feeding on Jesus? So do you you ever have those times where you're feeling empty and hungry? And and I'm speaking spiritually here. Because so much of the time when we we do have those those places of of feeling empty, uh, of feeling hungry spiritually, it it, it often means that we have stopped daily feeding on our daily bread, on Jesus. 
Now, if you think about it, eating itself is an act of faith. Okay, because because it is an act of dependence. Anything that we are eating, I'm speaking physically here, but as we are eating, it is always an act of faith. It is saying that this which I am about to eat, I trust is good for me. Maybe to be more realistic in our culture, it's saying, I believe that this is not bad enough to kill me. And so we eat it. But it's an act of faith. Uh, no matter how you look at it, because we are dependent on it. And so what Jesus is trying to help us see is that we, just as we depend on food for daily sustenance, so too we depend on Him, the bread of life. We must depend on Jesus every moment of every day. Because that's how we're created to live. In fact, that's how we are nourished now By eternal life. Even as we anticipate the fullness of that life to come, when Jesus comes back to make all things new, we feed and are empowered and are nourished even now. Eat this, not that. But you know, it is so easy to eat that, isn't it? So so easy to feed on the wrong things. And in particular, to feed on the lies of this world, the junk food that is so unhealthy and actually destructive, deadly. And so while eating is believing, it can also be disbelieving. Eating can be an act of unbelief, so to speak, which is the very thing that we see back in the garden. Back in Genesis 3, with Adam and Eve eating the lies of Satan, rather than trusting in the goodness of God. And of course, through their eating, sin and death entered the world. And we still struggle with the very same eating disorder of unbelief today, often feeding on lies rather than feeding on truth. But what we see here at the Lord's table, really what we taste and see and touch and feel and smell, is a reordering of the disorder, an undoing of unbelief. Because you see, when we come to the table, we have the opportunity to feed on the truth of Jesus in a very tangible, physical way, which at the same time nourishes us deeply, spiritually. We get to feed on the life-giving food that our souls so deeply crave. And we're able to counter the lies by feeding on the truth. And ultimately, truth is a person. When we come to the table, our hearts are reminded of the gospel. His life for ours, new life in Him, strength for today, and bright hope for tomorrow. Eat this, not that. Now again, we are all susceptible to feeding on lies, and we have been ever since the fall. 
I mean, that's how the fall happened in the first place, isn't it? Again, back in the garden, we see Adam and Eve feed on the lies of the serpent, of Satan. For it says in Genesis 3, it says of Eve that she took and ate, and then of Adam that he took and ate. Adam and Eve took and ate death. But in Christ, death does not have the last word. In Christ, the one who was tempted for 40 days to take and eat lies, refused. Because he himself is the truth. And you see, here's the thing. And we're going to end with this. But you think Adam and Eve took and ate death. Those two verbs, took and ate, those two verbs don't come together again in the whole of the biblical narrative. We don't find take and eat together anywhere else in the Bible until Jesus. Until Jesus, the bread of life himself, says, take and eat. This is my body. Given for you. This is truth. This is life. And so you see, Jesus, in in, in essence, is saying, eat this, not that. And so as we, as we come to the table, we actually come to feed on him, to feed on Jesus through faith. We feed on the truth, undoing the very lies that so easily entangle us. Through the Lord's Supper, Jesus says to you and to me, come. Jesus says, come to me. Trust in me anew. Feed on me again and again and again. Take and eat and live. And so, brothers and sisters, let us keep coming to Jesus. Let us come to His table. Let us come, take, and eat, and believe. For in Christ, eating truly is believing. And as we come, let us remember that this table is a gift A gift that Jesus has given to us, His church, to strengthen and nourish and grow us up. It is thus for those who have looked to Him for the forgiveness of sin and reconciliation with God. And so if that describes you, you have made that profession of faith and are a part of a church, a local church that proclaims this good news, then come, take and eat.